Night Racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. Auto insurance can all seem the same until it comes time to use it. So don't get stuck paying more for less coverage. Switch to USA Auto Insurance and you could start saving money in no time. Get a quote today. Restrictions apply. Can you say the letter C? Files. Welcome back. Another episode of the CC Hunt Files brought to you by Clinton Kurt, but instead of Kurt, I've traded him in for my main man, Martin Chagnovich, or Martin Chag, or the Playboy of the Salt Lake City area, whatever you want to call him. He goes by many names, he wears many hats, but there's only one and only. My man, Martin. What's up? So, to set the stage, we are uh, at the beginning phases of the dreaded elk hunt. This was kind of put together um, for those of you guys that have been listening to the, the podcast. I've been talking about this elk hunt, coming back to hunt in the snow and cold, and we weren't sure if we were going to get that. And the entire time, Martin's been telling me, hey, if we get cold, we get snow, man, we're in good shape. You should come back out. Let's go chase bulls around. So, here we are. It's at, We've actually got so much snow, so much cold, that right now we're actually capped out for the moment. So we said, hey, let's go get this podcast in. So right now we're in Jason's house. We're going to do this podcast episode, and then hopefully clouds are going to lift, and we're going to go out and find a bull tonight. Right, Martin? Yeah, that's that's the plan. Absolutely. That is that is the plan. There's probably what I would say where we were this morning, 12-plus inches. Oh, yeah. At least. Yeah. Some spots probably... Yeah, you start off, it's about ankle deep at the truck, and then by the time we hit the peak, yeah. it was over our knees. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Martin's been talked about a lot on podcasts from uh, Hey Dude Devin, uh, from me, uh, you guys that are listening to the WCB series and this series, you've heard me talk about Martin, uh, you've heard Devin talk about him. I'm going to let Martin take it over right now. Tell us, Martin, just a little bit about you. Just quick intro on what you got going on. You've, uh, you, got a, you live a pretty interesting life, my man. Yeah, so... Utah, born and raised. I live in the Salt Lake Valley, 20, 26 years old. Um, grew up hunting the mountains right out of the valley, yeah. half-hour drive from home. Uh, just kind of fell in love with that. It's pretty much a general general tag. Every year I can draw and hunt with my bow. So I I uh, really fell in love with that. I, I shed hunt for moose, elk, deer up I here. I say, you, you are the shed man. Moose is kind of my favorite thing to go yep. after. I mean, more so than hunting. Yep. I love the sheds. Yep. Uh, I can just hike with my dog. I can be loud. I can do whatever I want. Uh, you really just found a killer set of uh, paddles. Was that a couple of days ago? Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've got two years off that bull now. Yeah, that's but, a sick bull. Not to not to get into that yet, yeah. but that's a that's a so, toad. So yeah, I kind of I'm into that. I, I started sharing my uh, adventures on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, just my name, Martin Chagnovich. I went by and. From there, you know, people kind of started following, and I started posting all my stuff on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and from there, it kind of led to filming hunts, and yep. 
uh, gave me a job for a couple years doing that. And now recently this year, I went out on my own and uh, started putting out my own content. Absolutely. Now it's Chag Outdoors, right? That's yeah. what that's that's what that's kind of the the brand name, yeah, I guess you could that's say. That's kind of what I ran with. Is just yep. everyone calls me Chag. Yep. Uh, part of my last name, so I went with Chag Outdoors and. Heck yeah. Yeah, just been running with that all year hunting. Absolutely. So now your background, I mean, for those that don't know, I mean, you've done a lot of filming with with some pretty big names back in back in the day. I mean, you kind of started off at the top i guess you could say yeah. i mean as far as film work and editing and whatnot you, you kind of shot for the moon right off the get-go as far as that goes which is pretty cool because you were pretty young you yeah. know yeah yeah i landed a, a really sweet deal with a uh, hush i grew yep. up um, me and eric were friends so yep i kind of had it in that way and uh started filming with hush i did that for two years and then just recently you know we kind of there was no bad blood or anything right. like right. that a lot of people ask but no we just kind of went our separate ways and supported each other and and now i've been doing my own thing yep no that's awesome that's that's pretty cool yeah to have that opportunity i'm sure there was a lot of valuable knowledge and experience gained there oh, oh yeah yeah two years of you know doing that i mean that was that was that was full time right and that's best all you you were full time all in that was that was the job that was the life yep it was salary pay and yep. full-time job to film edit travel with them and uh do all that so yeah i, I learned a lot and had some really cool experiences yeah, in no, that two years that's awesome for a guy that your age with i mean not married no kids i mean yeah that's that's living yeah that that's, was, that's living the that's life living the life no yeah, doubt exactly now you put out a a really sweet film this year and for those of you that are either you don't know a lot about martin or you i should say maybe you just found out if you haven't watched his film september yet you really need to go do that um now that film you just put on sale because it was what was it yeah, I, I I put it on the website. Yep, it's on it the was, website. It was twelve when I launched it, but right. for December, yep, for holidays, everything was marked down on the website. So right now it's six. Yep, six bucks. Yeah, well, uh, well worth the money. It's it's what thirty five forty minutes. It's thirty minute film. Thirty yeah. minute film. Yeah. Yep, it's it's from start to finish. My my entire hunt this past year. Yeah, he so. kills a kills an epic. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but an epic epic archery bull here on the front. Um, for those that don't know much about the front. I'd say arguably maybe the toughest place to kill a mature bull yeah. in in the West. Yeah, I mean the with odds the bow, are against you. I mean I don't know anywhere that even for deer. I mean I don't know anywhere that gets hunted more. I mean, do you do you know what the tag numbers are? Isn't it like well deer a, and elk combined? I mean, isn't it over sixty thousand? I mean, isn't it something nuts? Yeah, well anyone can buy a tag. Right, it's uh, unlimited for elk. So really, you can have the entire state hunting up there yeah it doesn't sell out so um and you really do it feels like at times have the entire state up oh, there oh yeah i've been there yeah so yeah between private lands and and public hiking trails everywhere and a million hunters it's pretty tough yeah and very few elk yeah that was a great bull that was a great bull yeah thanks take man. us uh give us just a, a i mean i don't want i don't want to give stuff away because i want people to to go watch the film it's it's definitely way worth the it's way worth the 12 bucks and damn near or way 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 worth the six bucks but <laughs> give us just a quick i mean that day you know you had gotten on that bull prior kind of knew he was you know what was around was in kind of that area you get on him but just the crazy events that took place you know i mean i felt like you were up and down the mountain 14 times that day on that bull until you finally got him killed i mean what what kind of stands out in your mind with that whole deal just the stars aligning and being able to to make the plays that you did i mean you know i know at some point she told me you had you know the iffy wind and 
he busted you once or twice. And, and <laughs> now, mind you, this is during the rut, so you can get away with a little bit more. But he had a bunch of cows with him and stuff, right? Yeah, he had about 15 cows, 10 to 15 cows. And, uh, you know, like, it's it's hard to put it all into in, into the film, but there's years of of hunting that mountain oh, yeah. that right. led to right. that success like right. knowing that they hang in that pocket and where they go when they're bumped from that pocket yep. and and uh how to play the wind in that canyon what that wind does so there was a lot that went into it but just in that that night alone i had about two hours of light left three hours of light right. left and you know i came to ended up coming to full draw two, three times on that bull before mm-hmm. i was able to uh, release an arrow yep and just stayed with it i didn't give up like the bulls busted and a lot most of the time you know when elk run run away from you they're gone for the day yeah there's hard to catch up i was gonna say yeah elk elk are pretty rough if you're trying to play uh if you're watching their ass all day it's a tough yeah it's tough to get ahead of them i mean that's that's a tough game to play yeah so i kind of had to go with my my instincts on it and what i knew of the canyon to cut them off and i just stayed on it and kept persistent and finally was able to land an arrow in him just like um, people have heard me talk about Devin and, and his persistence on a certain buck, or maybe it's a bull. You know, for him, it's usually almost always a big buck. He, he doesn't care nearly as much about elk as like what we we do. Right. You know, but that persistence—that's something that you know. As I've got to hunt with you more and more, you know, here this year and get to know you, that's that's definitely when it comes to sheds, comes to scouting. I mean, you know, I everyone around here when your name gets brought up they're like yeah no one is on the mountain more than that guy i mean whether it's scouting shed hunting i mean and i know that's led to a lot of success for you on chasing big deer on this bull i mean your sheds speak for themselves you know yeah i mean you definitely just being persistent yeah and like i definitely don't have you know three 200 inch bucks on the wall but i can you know say i've been in range and i've hunted them hard and yep. i've had i've had those chances yep. where maybe i haven't capitalized but i've at mm-hmm. least had a chance yep and i mean that goes with anything in life though it's just staying yep. persistent and then if it's in you know if it's supposed to happen it'll happen Absolutely. but it's not gonna happen if you're not busting your ass every single day trying oh, yeah. to yep and i know there's a lot of you know with, with these tags being easy to get over here and, and obtainable i know a lot of people um a lot of non-residents here in the last five to ten years i mean this spot's pretty hot you know um but i i think guys get humbled real quick out here um a ton of big deer have been killed off this unit um a lot of good elk's been killed here but when you run the numbers on the amount of tags and people versus how many quote-unquote big bulls and bucks get killed i mean you're looking at success rates of under seven eight percent on just any buck any bull let alone yeah. really really good bucks really really good bulls um you know for someone coming out here that's never hunted out here i mean this this place will eat you alive if if, if you don't have a good plan and know what you're doing absolutely I mean, this is not the place for the first time guy that's never mule deer hunted come out to the front i, I kind of i, mean, I kind of like to see it like Everybody who saw it from the internet oh, and yeah. wants to come out here and yep. go it's, off the hype, and then they get their ass kicked. Uh, yeah, oh, it's this kind is of a tough. Fun. This is this is this is a very to be able to be successful on any buck, any bull, sheds, any of it out here. Yeah, it you t- either got to be super super lucky, which won't happen every year. I'll guarantee that, or know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, it takes everything, luck, yeah, knowing what you're doing, everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is a tough. Uh, this is a tough joint. Well, this was what? This was your first 
archery bull, wasn't it? That was my first archery elk. I've only yep. killed deer, so um, my but goal yeah. has been to shoot a, a mature bull. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I've held out. I yeah. said, I wanted to make sure that I'm not going to shoot a five right, point. I'm not going to shoot killed, a five by six. Yeah. I'm going to shoot a nice shot bull. A, a million smaller satellite bulls. Yeah. But and and that's not because there's something wrong with them. No, it's because I that's just I where love you're at. the the thrill of hunting a herd bull in the rut and yep. like just trying to kill a beast. Yep, and that's what that's what gets me going. So that was my goal, and and uh, yep. I held to it. But yeah, it's it's a I looked it up. It's a ten percent success rate in Utah for archery. Now is that any elk? And that's or is that for just, any elk. Yeah. That, so um, then I was spike, like spike cow yep. bull. Yep, so 10% archery success rates. So, so then, then you, it's like, now throw in a mature bull. I was going to, oh. 4 or 5%. Throw it on the front, I'd say 2%. Oh. And then to film it, your yeah. odds are almost oh. 0%. Yeah. So, like, Absolutely. that's kind of... That's kind of just been my goal, yeah. and I've tried to stick to it for the last few years. Yeah, and you were able to get some. Like I said, I don't want to, you know, I don't <laughs> want to go too much into it because I want people to to buy the film and watch it. It's way worth it. But the content and the amount of good content, because I mean, people can get content, but but actual, really, 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 really good content that's in that thirty minutes. I mean, there is some. I mean, some of the best elk footage of the year. I think you have in that film. I mean, I mean, you Thanks, stars man. stars aligned on, you know, just some of the teaser stuff that I've posted for you. I've had people be like, "Gosh, dang, man, that <laughs> like, you know, when, when he's standing in front, you know, a couple of them times bugling and different things." And and you filmed some other stuff throughout the year that was elk related. That not even just that bull, but yeah, yeah, it's a pretty cool. Uh, that was that was that was well put together. Oh. You can tell you know it's your. <laughs> It makes sense. People are like, "Oh, well, yeah." I watched the film and then realized he did work for Hush. Yeah, it all makes sense now. You know, you can tell uh, well, it wasn't your first video you've done. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, no, it was. It's fun and like, just I was so up on that mountain that day. Like, I hope you get to feel it this week on this hunt. Like, yeah, you feel it's unreal, like yeah. out of body experience when you're sitting up on top of that mountain with, yep. with that animal. Yep. When I killed that bull oh, last no. year, I don't think I really truly understood until after I got home and kind of ran the numbers in my head. I'm like, to kill a bull, you know, Ross, uh, local taxidermist out here, shout out to Ross. Um, you know, the he aged that bull I killed last year at nine and a half, ten and a half years old. And the amount of guys that messaged me pictures and video, you know, you I think you had some, some pictures, pictures of that bull I killed last year. Yeah, I think and, I did. And um, maybe from years prior or something, I thought you had said. And uh, to kill a bull like that, um, yeah, 2% at, at best. Yeah. I mean, a herd bull, a bull that had 30 cows with him, you know, uh, that was, a, a, you know, let's just say to be safe, at least seven or eight, if not older. And, you know, let's let's just, let's go the low ball number. Mm -hmm. I mean, on this unit, oh, poof. That's yeah, a once in a yeah once in a Vegas that same weekend. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> and you know, so like, I know what you mean as far as just looking back and being like, yeah, that may never happen again. I mean, just because it's so hard to find, just find a good bull, a good herd bull like that, and the amount of people that hunt, you know, let's say there's five or six herd bulls up there. There's 30, 40 guys hunting each one. I mean, literally, and I mean, we're not stretching this. I mean, the first day I hunted full first day last year. And I said this in stories last year on Instagram, and I think I even said this in an article for Peterson's Bow Hunting. I talked to, ran into, or saw 19 different guys and gals elk hunting. Yep. 
Now, I'm not even counting the ones that were deer hunting. They had these, these people had bugle tubes, were calling, had a decoy, like legit. That was their sole purpose that day was to elk hunt. Mm-hmm. 19. You include me, that was 20 in an area that looks gigantic, but realistically, there's only certain pockets that hold elk, and that's where everybody's at. Right. It's maybe a few miles wide. Maybe a few. Yep, exactly. There was me and 19, and that's not counting the people I didn't see. Yep. That was on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Now, on Saturday, mag- you could multiply that by probably, what, three? Yeah, easily. Uh, easily? Well, it, I mean, this day and age, whether it's because of technology or whatever, it doesn't seem like people work. No. And so, yep. like, a Wednesday is the same as a Saturday yep. at this point. Yep. It's it, it's pretty crazy up there. Absolutely. But, I mean, it kind of makes it fun in a way. little healthy competition. I've always said it's kind of like um, organized warfare up there. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Exactly. You know, it's. I mean, um, you know, if you could shoot, if you could shoot each other with with arrows and not kill one another, but like just be like, oh, yep, I hit you, you're done. The front would be an awesome place to have that game because right. at any given time there could be 150 people on that mountain and just everybody hunt everybody. Yep. I mean, and people seem like, wow, this dude's fucked up. Listen to him talking about hunting people. But I mean, for real, if you could play like laser tag with your bow, oh, yeah. the front would be the best place to do it. Yep. It'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. More people, add, more people would want to do that than hunt deer now. Add all the drama that we've been hearing about <laughs> oh, too on top of it. Yeah. We're not even going to get down a rabbit hole. We don't have enough time. You guys know who you are. Oh, Jesus. Woo. Yeah. We're not even going to go, we're not even going to go into that rabbit hole, but yeah, there's plenty there's plenty of that to go around. Yep. There's enough of that for a couple units right here and on this unit. Oh yeah. But well, let's dive into this. Let's dive into this late hunt. So you, I would say that the, the shed game has really <clears throat> not forced you cause you love to do it, but we'll, we'll use the word force. The shed game has forced you to really follow elk behavior and figure out what they do from say november on because that's going to dictate where you're going to find antlers at exactly you also love to follow elk around anyway so you'd be doing it whether you're looking for sheds or not you just like to you know know what's going on to begin with but shed wise i feel like late archery elk isn't as appealing to you as probably the early season stuff is or even antlers but you hunt them late or I should say you have hunted them late. You don't, you're lucky you doesn't have to hunt them this year like me. You don't need to traipse around and snow. You're just doing this for fun, basically. Yeah. But so the late hunt, how would you explain this late season elk hunt? Like a, a guy said, hey, what's what's the late extended hunt like for, you know, for a guy that wants to come out? I mean, you know, uh, I've been talking about it. Um, you've been live, You've lived here your whole life. Like you get to experience it. I mean, it is... We'll start it off with weather dependent. I think that's probably right where to kick it off at. I'd say, yeah, I'd say 85% of the hunt is yep. based on the weather. Yep. Like, if there's no snow, which we haven't had any snow this year up yeah. until today. Yeah, uh, um, I, was, I was getting real nervous. Yeah, the elk are, you know, on north slopes, south slopes. They're yep. high country, low country. They're everywhere. So there's not really a place to focus in on. Um, and that, and then once that snow comes, you know you're going to get bulls pulling up onto ridge lines, right. south faces where you might be able to glass them up easier. Yep, they're going to be bunched up in groups of five to ten. Yep, and uh, so it 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 really does help to have that snow. Mm-hmm. Now hunting in the snow, it's not very very good. Like there's no visibility like today. Yep, yep. But um, tonight or tomorrow should be perfect because that storm's rolled through and it's going to be a blue clear sky. Yep, and we'll be able to glass a lot. So. The weather does play a huge role. Um, 
being the extended now, anybody who has an archery tag in the state can hunt it. Right, exactly. So, so in the general season, well, this hunt actually for elk is open to anybody. Anybody, So right. there's going to be a lot of people. So that's another thing is hunting a weekend, you're going to have a lot of other hunters, and they're going to be running the same game plan as you. So that's another thing you kind of have to take into account. But they don't have a Martin. They don't have a Martin. I've got a Martin. And, uh, I've got a Clint who I've can got, shoot. Yep, I, and I've, I've got a Martin. Yep, there yep. we go. No, but... Yeah, everybody's kind of and everybody's kind of like figured out the game plan over yeah. the years. So, yeah. and this this elk hunt, um, I mean, it can be a solo game, but if you can make it a buddy deal, it it makes things a lot easier. Yeah, having and, a, a somebody that somebody to be your eyes. Yep, run the spotter, and now out here um, you can run walkies. You know, you're allowed to communicate. You know, you can. I think the rule is pretty much open on that, if I'm correct, as far as you're allowed to communicate while on the hunt yeah i think i think that just comes down to if you want to enter it into a into yeah a scoring thing open young or yeah. Crocker, right right yeah. but as far as your guys actual because i know some states you're not allowed to you know you're not supposed to use your cell phones true yeah. to um locate or help you know put a stock on not use you know whereas here you're allowed to do that right um boone and crockett pope and young if you're into that i mean you know I, their, their rules and regulations or whatever I don't enter anything myself personally. I don't really care. Not Shout out to the guys that do it. Shout out to the guys that don't. That's just not my not my jam. But well, well, I'll tell you, we probably won't find a bull that's worthy of even going down there on this unit. <laughs> Martin, I thought you told me it was three forty or bust out here on this unit on this hunt. <laughs> I meant two forty. Two forty. Well, I'd be thrilled. I'd be, I'd be thrilled. A two hundred and forty pound cow on about Tuesday would I'd be thrilled would look great too as well. Oh yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. Yeah. Now this I can shoot bull. Um, you know I can shoot branch, a branch antler bull. I can shoot cow or a spike. I believe on yeah. this on this deal here. Yep. Archer's choice. Is Archer's what choice. We were saying, yeah. yeah. And I love elk meat. So realistically, you know, I mean, come it, Tuesday, Wednesday, it closes Wednesday. Yeah, come Tuesday, cow look pretty good. I don't know. It's just as long as we can slide it down the mountain if it's a cow on straight sleds, to the truck. Yep. Yep, Devin said if it's a downhill deal, he's all in. He said he'll definitely come help pack out. That sounds like Devin. If, there's, if the word up the mountain is involved, he said he doesn't really want. He's he'll probably be busy that day. Yeah. You know, he he wears many hats, works many jobs. No one really knows what he does, but he works many jobs. Nobody knows what nobody he does. Nobody knows huh? what he does. You know, shout out to hey dude, <laughs> dude Devin. <laughs> yeah, we don't really know what he does, but he's very busy. Yeah, very busy, especially if it involves a pack out that's going to be all uphill. He'll be extremely busy that day. Yeah. And Jason already said he'll probably be in a meeting, so it'll probably just be you and I. Yeah. Maybe we get Conroll to come help us. I, I think we get Connor up there. Yeah, we can probably get Connor up there. Yeah, we'll but be good with that. Dev and Jason probably be busy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so very weather dependent, and I, I don't think a lot of people um, they might be confused on you know we I keep talking about how we need snow and weather to push these bulls down the mountain. Um, talk about that a little bit. I don't think a lot of people realize how high elk stay until they absolutely have to get pushed down. Like deer and other, you know, your uh, your muleys and stuff, they start working down a lot quicker than like the elk will. Yeah. You know, and that snow line really is what's going to push elk down and make them go down. And until that happens, they like to stay high. I mean, you know, I you were just, what, talking about? found a paddle the other day how high were you where you were seeing elk tracks and stuff oh yeah there was uh there were some bulls up around nine thousand. yeah and that's that was a couple days ago right yeah, in december yeah in december 
And I think a lot of people don't realize how high elk will stay until they absolutely have to go down low. You yeah. know, they'd rather be up there in yeah. some of that nasty shit. And, and and it does depend on the mountain, too. Like some of the desert bulls we have in Utah, yep. I yep. know that some of them, as soon as the rut's over, they'll head to their, their uh, winter grounds. Yeah, their winter grounds, yeah. But I also think that's because there's no pressure in the desert. Right. It's right. it's no man's land. Right. Whereas here, you And a lot got, of those units are draw units, and they're very few tags, yep. and it's, it's a limited entry type deal where not every Tom, Dick, Harry, Joe, Pete, and Sam is running around chasing bulls with their bow or their muzzle loader their rifle like over here yeah exactly so here they don't have the luxury to oh let's run down to the foothills right and right. just hang out because people be shooting them from their backyard yeah i was like the foothills here is right here in salt lake so. yeah so so um they'll try to stay up in those pockets mm-hmm. until that snow pushes them down and uh and and the snow can get really deep you're talking you can get up to three feet of snow up in there so some years like the snow will really push them down right but, years like this they're probably still pretty high yep and basically you know um the rundown on on a hunt and late you know early everybody wants to call everybody wants to cash in on the rut i mean this is more of a traditional find elk stay with elk bed elk put a stock on almost like you're hunting an early season mule deer i mean honestly in a way um now I know you're a big fan of trying to cut bulls off and get in position and let them let the elk work into you, especially if the snow's not fresh because it's loud. You know, I mean, this time of the year, they've been hunted for months. They're on alert. I mean, you they're not going to give you any chances to, to fuck up in plain words. Like it, it better it better be you better be spot on on your your win game. You better be real quiet. I mean, it's uh, you know, your odds are even lower now than what they were in September for sure. As far as the killer, you know, if we're talking any bull or hell, probably even any elk in general, cow, anything, just because they've been hunted so much and pressured. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, would you say, would you rather put a stock on a bull or would you rather try to cut a bull off on a hunt like this? Like what, in a perfect scenario, what would you rather do? Kind of both. Yeah. So ideally, I would like to glass a bull up at first light. Yep. See him feeding, mm-hmm. get an idea where he's going to bed. Yep. And then start working into there, get mm-hmm. the wind right. Yep. And then if the snow is powder you and fresh, you can keep stalking them. But a lot yep. of times after like the second day, it, it's frozen and crunchy. You got it so the best thing is sit down, watch them bed, get as close as you can. And then either have some people like to bump them, have a buddy bump them. Yep. And then you sit in that escape route and shoot them. Or you just wait for him to get up and kind of feed towards you. Or whatever like that. That's kind of your best play. Absolutely. And, you know, this play that we're talking about, I like to hunt early elk like this, elk in the rut. Um, On a unit like this, and I know Martin's going to agree with me because we've talked about it a hundred times, calling is not, in, in our opinion, calling is not the only or the best way out here to kill a hurt bull. I, I would almost have to say if you told me you don't want me to kill a hurt bull what would you do? And I'd say, we'll call a lot because these bulls have heard 8,000 bugles from hunters by about September 30th. Oh yeah. They've heard it all, seen it all. Um, in my opinion, if you can get really good at finding elk, learning elk behavior and cutting a herd off or coyoteing a herd, you know, kind of staying behind and to the side with the wind in your favor, let them bed or let them slow down and then get out, you know, get out around them or get in front of them. At any point in the time out here, I feel like that is your better bet 
mm-hmm. to kill a good bull or any elk in general out here, I would take that over calling any day of the week. And I think it's a tactic that a lot of people don't necessarily know how to do it or they're not confident in it because everybody wants to, you know, you get on YouTube, you watch the guy in Colorado that cool that calls four bulls in in a day and, and shoots a herd bull that night and, and he, he's called 12 bulls in in a week and, you know, they're slobbering and they come into five yards and you shoot them frontal. And, I mean, and that's great and that does happen. This is not a unit that that happens. Yeah, very not not often. You at might least. have a day or two out of the whole year where some of these herd bulls are susceptible to fall into a call. Yeah, and, and, and that's probably pushing it. I'd say there's like a, a max five day span where it's so hot that right. that you, you can, can trick them. You can trick them, but yeah. Usually, what I've found is I don't even bother calling unless I know I'm in between two bulls. Yep. yep. And that's what got my bull killed. Yep. is I was sneaking up that ridge blindly and I had no idea how close I was to this bull. It was so thick in there and a bull bugled below me and it made him respond and he was only 25 yards away, screamed right in my face and then blindly. that's See, what got him Martin's killed. Martin such a badass savage that just to give the elk a little bit of an upper hand, he blindfolds himself and goes in with just his ear. This is just his ears, not his ears, eyes. Ears and nose. Ears and nose because it's not fair not fair for a guy like him to go in with all senses. Right. A fucking ninja like you, that's just, I mean, that that's really honestly wouldn't even be fun. Right. Next year, I'm going to use a comp or a recurve too, because I mean, a compound, you know, it's just yeah. too much. Not this fair. Is, this is why I have a Martin on this hunt right here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, but, no. Yeah. Yeah. To go in blind. Yeah. For so, those that don't understand what we're talking about by, by that is, I mean, you know, to blind caller, to go in calling blind, like you don't actually, you're not actually looking at elk, but elk are around or elk are in the area or they should be, couldn't see them, but you're going to throw some calls out and that can be a good technique. Realistically, if you do have a bull, it's hot, you know, yeah. I mean, you don't need to necessarily have to know exactly where he's at. I've done some blind calling out here to try to get bulls located. Usually it's after dark or early in the morning. I'll blind bugle, you know, and just try to get a bull located, let him bugle back at me or whatever. And then, you know, that's a pretty good tactic. But, yeah, it's pretty cool, though, you were able to get in between. Yeah, like that. that, And I think it's my my suspicion is, is I think the elk know where the other elk are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're they at night they they find out okay we got a bull over here like Johnny's over here yep. Tom's over here yeah and then they go their separate ways in the morning yeah so if they hear a random ass bugle coming yeah. from over there they're like well no one was over there last night or nobody's right. going over there right. like I really think they understand that yep. in these high pressured areas yep. and that's why you don't hear like you don't get a response yeah but really there is a bull within 150 yards of you oh, he yeah. just knows he just yeah. But every time I've gotten in between two bulls, I've gotten away with calling and they'll respond right yep. away. Yep. No, that's a good, I mean, that's a good, that, that is a scenario out here where I would say calling could be your friend, not your enemy. Uh-huh. Um, you know, 100%. On this hunt here, um, I don't believe we're going to do a lot of bugling. I don't think there's going to be. I might rip a couple. Just I to mean, see. just for the gram. I'll yeah. film you, put you on the story. Here's Martin in the snow. Look at this. He's got his <laughs> shirt off, his hat backwards. Rip a bugle. Rip one. Why not? A couple estrus cow calls. Jason's already liking the photo, and we haven't even done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's right, right now calling. Um, yeah, you're, you're pretty much at a – you're either cutting bulls off or cutting herds off, spotting in stock. Um, this is a tough – it's a tough hunt. I mean, this is, 
you got to either really love elk, really love to bow hunt, or really be retarded, or or maybe a combination of all three. Sick in the mind. Sick in the mind yeah. to come do this because yeah, I mean it's um, it's physically demanding in the snow in the cold. Um, you know, if we talk gear real quick, uh, this would be a hunt out of all the hunts I've done this year. If we're going to be gear specific, especially clothing and footwear, uh, this is one where you you better have legit gear yeah. or you won't last all day let alone five or six seven days in a row yeah like uh, i'm i'm kind of i kind of take pride in not like sticking to oh i'm a kuyu guy right, or a, right, I, or something right, like that right but, but like this hunt like when i shot my bull i had slip on columbia shoes that are like trail runners yep no t- shoelaces right. and i ran in in a tank top yep but like on this hunt you need legit gear yep yeah or you're not gonna make it yeah the need- weather's just too harsh the elements definitely uh they'd beat you up and if you even if you if you make it the whole first day mentally the second day you don't even want to do i mean right so this is one of those hunts where being very gear specific that this would be one of them i mean boots gators trekking poles you know uh you know a good pack you can put your bow on uh mittens i mean base layers yeah i mean it's 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 the whole nine yards you really don't want to cut corners on any of it um or come 10 o'clock in the morning you're going to be heading back the truck froze out and that's that's it or if you do stay all day it's so miserable there's absolutely no fun to be found you know i mean and that's just the brutal reality of these hunts it's already a hard hunt to begin with you know so you don't want to make it harder on yourself for anybody wanting to do these hunts if this um you know if, if, if this for lack of a better term clusterfuck sounds like a good fun Good, sounds like good fun to you and you're going to come do this next year or you want to do this at some point um because you're bored and have nothing better to do or you just hate your life and want to make it even worse come hunt elk in the snow in the cold in december have the right gear uh yeah. definitely have, have some good gear uh i don't care you know what well, what kind or what but have some performance gear that's built for for the elements that's definitely i would say of all the hunts this year this one's the most year specific as far as without it it completely destroys a hunt whereas with it it's doable no you know in september you could get away with blue jeans and a walmart camo t-shirt and a a jacket and a ball cap and go hunt i mean devin kills stuff in blue jeans all the time true story he's gomer he's and he takes pride in that he (laughs) he, hey blue jeans and but he kills and he he kills yep but right now blue jeans on devin that's why he's home. That's it. It's, he won't. He won't see blue jeans. <laughs> I promise you. Maybe. Maybe for a photo. Yeah. But actually hunting, Dev's leaving the and blue jeans at he's, home. He's probably going to put a hat on too. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. We talk about that. Uh, we like to bust with. We, we like to bust Devin's balls a lot. He's a lot of fun. The guy doesn't wear hats. Um, you know, I don't know how many times I've hunted with him over the last couple of years, and I ask him this all the time. I've yet to hunt with that guy, and he has a hat on. Yeah. And it's I'm, not because he wants to have like nice hair. His hair no, will be whacked. He just sometimes. he hates it. Yeah. Hates it. Hates it. Yeah. Just doesn't want to wear them. And I'm like, how are your ears and your? I mean, it's like the dude doesn't get cold. Uh-huh. It's weird. Yeah. I've also I've, I've always busted him about that. It's funny you brought that up. I'm always like, dude, hey, dude, wear a hat. I, no, man. I remember the first time I saw him. I was in this canyon bottom. It was like six, seven years ago. I look up on the ridge and I see this his blonde. Teeth, his, 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 his teeth, teeth were white. Glistening, you, yes. you were glistening. You're like. And then I saw his Is that blonde. Jennifer Aniston? No, 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 it's Devin. <laughs> even hotter, it's Devin. Yeah, even hotter. 
and then and then I see his blonde hair bouncing up the ridge as I, as he's like walking that's up. Devin. That's him. There yep. he is with his blue jeans. Yep. Oh. With a little rip in the knee. <laughs> yep. So yeah, so uh, <laughs> yeah, boy, we went down another rabbit hole there. We're good at that. Get some good gear. Get some good gear. Yeah, absolutely. This is a hunt. If you're gonna do it, you got to have gear specific. Um, you know, boot wise, I mean. I'm rocking uh, crispy the Brixtles. I think they're 200 or 400 grams. You've got 600 gram boots. You definitely want something that's you know with all the snow and, and the moisture um, insulated. Gators, trekking poles. You know we covered that. Um, puffies. Puffies. Oh like gosh. Yeah. Legs and upper body. Yep. Yeah, like this morning. So we got we got clouded out meaning that when that storm rolled in we had so much cloud cover you literally i mean i don't know 30 yards maybe max 40 yards in front of you yeah so there was no glassing to be done so we got up underneath some pines and we're just going to kind of wait it out and see what the storm was going to do and it actually started to get worse instead of better um we were hoping it would maybe move out of there but i mean you might have to spend four or five hours huddled up somewhere you want to have a puffy pants puffy jacket i mean Without those, um, man, the way the wind was whipping today and that snow coming off the trees, without that, I don't, I, I don't know if a guide makes it more in a couple hours. And then it's not back to hunting; it's you're heading for the truck. Right? Yeah, it's it's you. You need a whole day to recover from that. Yeah. Get, get warm back up. Absolutely. Now, for um, what would you say would be the main? I guess the main key on this on this hunt. I mean, what's if someone said, "Hey, what's." You know, what's the number one thing a guy has to do or needs to keep in mind on a hunt like this? I mean, obviously, you got to find elk to kill elk. But, um, and the old saying is, if you find elk, you don't leave elk to find other elk. But, you know, if you're a guy that's never hunted out here and you're going to come out and you're going to do this late hunt, I mean, you know, I guess what would be kind of your main focus on, you know, how to find elk out here or even on any unit late you know what do you feel like elk are looking for right now in december like where are you looking for bulls your your south facers i'm I'm assuming probably a lot of south facing stuff where the sun's gonna hit yeah well yeah i i've gotten into bulls on north right steep avalanche north slopes but i think that's more so because of pressure yep um but if they had it their way they would want to be on a ridge line yep south slopes mahogany trees yep um some oak brush mm-hmm. stuff like that and uh and Mainly that's just because it's going to melt off faster melt off faster you'll say you're gonna have the most feed there yeah they're gonna get to that grass and uh that's and they will browse up on the mahogany branches too yep. even like yep. i'll see that throughout the spring when i'm shed hunting yep uh but yeah that's what i found you know from about end of november on that, that that's where they like to focus so if, if you were coming to this unit or or any unit here local or you know whatever um, never been to, but you're looking to hunt late elk. Hey, I'm going to pinpoint areas. That's you're looking at that. You're looking for mahogany trees. You're looking for south facers. You're looking for those ridge lines that have kind of all that combined into one. Yeah, you're going to start and, there basically. Yeah. And if there's no snow, I'm probably looking the back sides of those ridges, ridges where there's pine patches yep. for them to bed. Yep. And then they're probably going to come out at night and yep. feed on the oak or and on and the over. ridge lines. Yep, up and over, get on the ridge line. Yep. But yeah, the probably the best tactic is going to just be you. You got to get to a high spot where you can see multiple ridges. Yep. And just find elk first, yep. and then plan on tomorrow. You might have to come in from a different way to hunt them, but you at least found them first. 
Now, do you feel like elk this time of the year, if, let, let's say they're not bumped, there's not you know, 14 Tom, Dick, and Harry's chasing them all day, they're just elk being elk, do you feel like they stay in places for an extended period of time during this time of the year, or do you feel like they are more... Elk are nomadic, but are they more or less nomadic right now? Like, like when they find what they like, are they staying longer unless they're pressured? Or do you feel like it's still, they make the giant circle like a lot of them like to do in August, September, and October. It's like a big circle, it seems like, day after day. Or do you feel like that's more of a condensed bed-to-feed, feed-to-bed, almost like a deer you know, type of deal now versus what they would do, like, say, in September? Yeah, I'd say... They're going to stay in about the same spot. Yep. After your, after the first big snow, which that's what this is, mm-hmm. that kind of dictates where they're going to go. Right. So they might all be together right now, but now tomorrow and the next day you might see elk starting to move. And yep. then wherever they move to, that's about where they're going to stay. Yep. Or at least try to. At try least. to. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, pressure and things are going to dictate that. Uh, if, if, you, if they get pounded for three days in a row with five inches of snow each day, that's going to dictate what they do. Probably push them down. Pressure is going to dictate, but if an elk's just able to be an elk, yeah. you know, right now they'd like to stay where they are, and elk like to be. Yeah. Well, you know. well here's the, the, yeah. Here's the thing: is like they're not just they want to go to where they feel the safest all the time, mm-hmm. and so they've kind of each got their areas where they like to yep. go, and that's that's where they're going to head to. Yep. And like once I usually once I start to locate bulls for shed season, unless the snow melts a lot or somebody goes in there and moves them, I don't see elk move for two months straight or a month straight yeah they'll sit in the same spot and everybody hates this answer people you know oh where do you find elk oh you find elk where you find elk and people hate that (laughs) but i mean elk are so nomadic and they hate pressure um you know elk can go about anywhere on a mountain and live if they need to yeah you know i mean realistically they you know they'll eat bark off trees they'll snip branches they can eat briars. They can eat. I mean, there, there's really nothing out there that they couldn't survive on. So I mean, oh yeah, elk can be about anywhere. Yeah. You know, your antelope, deer, uh, other animals don't have it quite that good as far as being able to just go wherever they want and live. Um, elk, pretty much outside of like mountain goat country, mm-hmm. from that, from below that down to the road systems. They can live anywhere. Oh, that's why you see elk in red red sand dirt oh, in yeah. southern Utah, and yep. then you see bulls in high country, eleven thousand peaks yep. in Wyoming and and yep. Colorado. I I killed a buck um, in twenty nineteen. I shot him at fourteen thousand feet. He died in a basin that was like thirteen two, thirteen three. There were bulls and cows. Let's see. There was a bachelor group of four or five bulls. And then there was uh, ten, like eight to ten cows and calves, but they were all living in that basin. I mean, I saw them scouted two days, hunted three. I think I saw them every day but one. So I saw them four days in a row in that same basin. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that. That was home. They were living. They weren't being pressured. They were just elk being elk. Thirteen thousand two hundred, three hundred feet. Yeah. You that, know, and, and a lot of people were like, "What? That high?" I'm like, "Green feed." There was a couple little seeps for water. Yep. I mean, they they had everything they needed. Yeah, elk are strong. They can they can thrive just about anywhere. Oh yeah. But yeah. um, yeah, this time of year up here, I think you're looking the brunt of the herd is going to be about mid mountain. Yep. That not not nine thousand feet, but not six thousand feet. Right. right. Right in that. Right. The thickest part of the mountain, it seems like. That's where we're going to end up killing one. 
that's where we'll have to call in the pack mules to help us get them out. Yep. Devin we'll, we're and gonna, Jason we'll and Connor. We'll trip Devin and tell him, hey, yeah. it's right above the road. Right above the road, yeah. And then once he's up there, he's going to have to commit. Yeah, that'd probably work. That's the, that's the game plan. Yep. With, I don't know how we'll trick Jason into it yet, but we're going to figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll tell him there's a strip club up there or something. <laughs> they just put one in. Yep. And it's High country strip. It's dollar dog night and, and free Mountain Dew. I think he's in. I think Jason's on a beer guy. I think we're on to a business right there. Jason, Jason's on a beer guy. So a dollar, I can't do dollar dog and dollar drafts, but if I did dollar dog and, and dollar Mountain Dew, I, I think Jason's in. in. I think Jason's in. Sounds good. Devin, we might be able to get Devin in with dollar draft night. Hell yeah. We might be able to get Devin for that. That'd dollar dog, dollar. Four, four or five guys, that should be enough. I think it'd be enough. I there think it'd go. be enough. Yeah, I think it'd be enough. I'll, I, you know, I, I can trick, uh, let's see, if you guys all take all the quarters and the cape and i just take the antlers that wouldn't be a bad deal yeah be like the last pool i killed last year i think it was five five of us we all had about a i don't know i had head and cape i was over 100 i think everybody had about 100 up that steep face that was uh head and cape that the the head and cape is so heavy and awkward yeah. That's, the, that's the worst thing is it feels like 300 pounds because it's so awkward i broke my my backpack with mine packing it out this year oh, i remember you telling me that yeah, yeah. yeah so i had a bike about a half of the way in right and i finally got to the bike after we got all the meat out and i was like i'm gonna ride my bike out yeah with uh the head and cape yep. downhill i go about 50 yards and my the royal catches a branch oh sends me over the handlebars if anyone was watching it would have been funny as hell and my, holy and the, shit! It I didn't know you went. all the straps off my backpack. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't know you went ass over tin cups. Yeah. You went over the bike. Yeah. Oh no! The bike goes sailing off the trail. So I luckily I had some bungees in my backpack and I bungeed the head down. Holy hell! So I'm I'm in need of a backpack. If any uh, backpack companies are listening, well, you never know. Snyder, Frank, <laughs> anybody over there? Kafaru, we want to? We'll get you fixed up. Yeah, that was a that was that could have been bad. Oh, dude, I've had a few. Um, real close calls. I'm not a big bike guy. Now, Kurt, on the other hand, my my partner in crime here in this podcast, grew up on bikes. You know, mountain bikes, BMX bikes, the whole deal. Likes, to, you know, it's it's that's like his nature. Um, I've always told him coming out here and hunting on the e-bikes, he'd love it. I fucking hate them. I mean, <laughs> they're a great tool, but they're a death machine. I've had chains pop off. I've flown over the handle, but I mean, I've, I've had a couple of pretty epic wrecks. Yeah, um, it's awkward. You got a bow on your back. You got, you know, I mean, I mean, the e-bike's a great tool, but you gotta know what the fuck you're doing with them. Yeah. Um, and, and I've gotten to the point where I'm pretty comfortable now, but the first few times I borrowed Jason's, oh yeah, there was a, there was a there was a learning curve there. Yeah. Going between trees, I snapped a stabilizer off one time. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that can be. Uh, Dev's bike's a little rough too. It's uh, there well, was no suspension. Pedal, he, no, no suspension, and he's just he doesn't have uh, throttle assist. Yeah, so so it, it was pretty. That was, it was rough. I have one, but it was actually getting like tuned up or something, and so I was borrowing his. And yeah, the e-bike game. Do you think they'll allow those forever, or do you think they're going to start putting a ban on that? Because I know some states, like Montana and other places, they've they've cut that out. I, mean, well, it's, I don't know if you noticed the trailhead. What it said where we were today oh yeah it says yeah, yeah. no e-bikes no, on yep. single track trails right right so if it was like a four-wheeler trail you could take it but right hiking trails no yeah so some places have cracked down on it you know and i have my own feelings i don't think they're bad 
because yeah, I don't either. Those guys come ripping down on mountain bikes. Oh yeah, 150, 300 people a day on yep. those trails going 30 miles an hour. Oh yeah, and a guy going seven up the trail is the problem. Yeah, like I don't. I think there's some politics there, and um, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, it's a it's it's a tool that it's like anything else. It can be you know some people abuse it. I mean I've seen basically like dirt bikes that people call e-bikes. Yeah, like this year. Um, up off the crest trail. I mean, it was legit. This dude had a, it was a dirt bike. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he was going to call it an e bike. The motor on this thing. What, I mean, it, it looked like it come off a fucking tractor back <laughs> on my farm. I mean, like they're not not a motor on an e bike. I mean, n- no battery. Like you know, this thing was souped up. Yep. I mean, it sounded like a dirt bike. Yep. I mean, it was rode like a dirt bike. I mean that that's pushing the yeah i think that's bending the rules yeah you know yeah i think i think there's a, a place where everybody can be happy with yeah, and, fine and use them like yeah that's kind of bullshit but mm-hmm. like you know i don't think of your basic one to a 250 to a 750 you know motor yeah. or whatever it is yep. isn't yep. there's it's not hurting anything yep and it does kind of suck because it gets more people into your hunting spots oh yeah like oh, yeah i've gone through it and i've watched more and more people show up every year oh yeah but I'm not afraid to hunt harder every year either. Right. And so, uh, I, I, like, I would be up there. When people complain about the e-bikes, it's like, dude, I've been up here every day hiking in here. Yeah. Like, I'm not afraid to hike. Right. But if I can use a bike, I'll use it. Yeah. But it's oh, not yeah. going to change if yeah. I'm up there or not. No, no. I mean, adapting to what you can and can't do or are do, you know what you couldn't do 10 years but you can do now, like, hey, if you want to stay stuck in 2000, that's your own deal. Yeah. But it's 2021. I mean, if you can get your hands on an e-bike and use it, you may as well use it. Right. You know, I mean, use it to your advantage. And if you don't want to, like you said, okay, you're just going to get up an hour earlier and hike. You know, I mean, that's that's you yeah. can do that too. Yeah. And I, I, I know there's plenty of guys that do that. Yeah. And there's plenty of spots that we've hunted, like we even where we hunted this summer. Like, oh yeah, that you can't use no, a bike. You're not, to. No, yeah. nope, you're not getting an e-bike. And that's like right now on this hunt. Um, the second it snows a bunch, the e-bikes are worthless. Yeah. I mean, they're honestly a bigger pain in the ass. You spend more time trying to keep chains from freezing and et cetera, et cetera. Like, pretty much once snow flies, the e-bike deal's done. Yeah, the tire's spinning out if you're yep. going uphill, and if you're going downhill, you're sliding oh, everywhere. <laughs> Coming down with um, on the mule deer hunt, with the last day I was here a couple weeks ago with Devin, we hit a spot. Coming down, paved road, getting back to the truck hit this spot some black ice luckily there was snow on the other side of the road i went ass over tin cups over the right over the handlebars landed in the snow thank god yeah um oh dude i mean like spun out tried to correct myself and just i was just like you know what i'm just gonna let go of the bike and just wherever god takes me he's gonna take me went on a a ride snapped uh snapped my weights off my stabilizer got those picked up but yeah i mean that's that's snow in those bikes no bueno yeah yep now it'll just be straight hiking this, straight this, hiking. this week yep gators and and in boots trekking and poles trekking and poles and that's what you got that's yep. your four-wheel drive yep instead of crocs and four-wheel you got trekking poles now Yep. you feel acclimated yeah oh yeah ready to go now yeah after that um it usually takes me one solid hike once i get out here just to really get back acclimated you know the lungs are gonna burn I got a little bit of a headache this morning, and I think a lot of that was probably fatigue of just going up in through the snow. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean... One thing I've noticed, too, is you don't... Like, at least me, 
I, I could hike all day when it's cold yep. and I don't drink any water. Right. So you have to you have to almost force yourself to, right. or I'll right. get the headaches. Oh yeah. You get lightheaded. Yep. Yeah. Eat. You, you can get dehydrated and cold. I feel like as quick, if not quicker, than whenever it's hot out. Because when it's hot out, you're gonna drink. You want to drink. Yep. When it's cold out, like you said, you don't want to. And then all of a sudden, dehydration sets in, and you're like, oh shit! I haven't drank one ounce of water. I've hiked. 12 miles in the snow yeah uh-oh and at that point it's too late you know there's there's a fine line there between still okay better get water and shit yeah and and, and food like oh yeah you need a lot of food when you're cold if Shivering. you if you're full yep you're gonna be warmer yep absolutely yeah so food and water is actually pretty big yeah oh for, yeah that's good for, point. for this as uh, as, late season as far as this hot absolutely yeah yeah i've got till wednesday right now it's friday um, we're about to go back, and we are going to hopefully, hopefully cloud cover has moved out. Hopefully, we're able to get back up into that spot and glass some bulls tonight. If not, we're going to try some stuff that's a little bit down lower, see what we can find. Um, pretty much, just going to try to do whatever's most conducive for us this evening. Whatever we can use our time at best. Um, man, it'd be great to hike back up into that spot. But if it's clouded in and you're just sitting up there looking at a tree thirty yards away, and that's all you can see. There's not a whole lot of good that's going there, so we'll have to go to our plan B. But we're going to try to figure it out. Yeah, it says it's right now. It says uh, till three p.m. Mm-hmm. We have uh, snow showers, forty percent, and it's one thirty right now. Well, we might might get lucky then. Yeah, we might not. I guess we're going to find out. But Martin, where can people? Where can people find you? You've got a big following. You do a great job on social media promoting just the outdoors, hunting. You know your own brand. Um, I've always liked following you. Um, where can people find your stuff at? Give us, give us the rundown. You, you're kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I do uh, YouTube and Instagram pretty much. Yep. Um, so Instagram, I'm, my name Martin underscore Chag is the handle, and then my full name on on YouTube Martin Chagnovich. Yep. Uh, the brand is Ch- uh, Chag Outdoors on on the website. Yep. If you want to go check that out, and uh, yeah, that's it. What's your uh, What's your YouPorn handle if they want to go on there and watch any of those videos? Where they find you at? My YouPorn. You, your, uh, your, you porn, your porn site, whatever oh, they want to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's only fans. So, oh, oh, it's only fans. Yeah. See? You go to my Instagram and hit the link. Hit tree. the link. Tre- yeah. Only. Ah, yeah. see Martin, hey, Martin's wise beyond his years. See, instead of just letting people look at this porn for free, you got to pay for that shit. Yep. Yep. Six ninety nine. You get to Gosh. see me with my, my bow shirtless on the mountain. Gosh, dang. This is, <laughs> see, this is where me and Jason and Devin are going all wrong. <laughs> Leave it to the young guy to teach us how to be entrepreneurs. God <laughs> damn. No, but yeah, no, it's, it's all, uh, it's all kid friendly stuff yeah, for the no, most it is. part. No, yeah, you do a good job. All the, um, <laughs> everything, uh, YouTube channel. What do you, I, I'm trying to think it's been a minute since I've been on your YouTube, but you've got probably what, how many videos? Oh, Round I about. don't know. I mean, Maybe there's, there's a five I mean, from, years of videos. I was going to say from shed hunting to scouting. I mean, there's, yeah, yeah you, you've got a freaking array. Yeah. I've been doing it for about five years. So. And good footage. Yeah. Not uh, shaky, crappy <laughs> iPhone six footage. Like well, most pretty much the last, what this whole past year, it's all been 4k or last two years. Yeah. Last year probably is when I upped yep. my game. I have, I use my phone a lot. Like the iPhone is really good. Actually, oh, the new but, one, the stuff we shot today is beautiful, but uh, I do have another camera that I got this year and, uh, so yeah, I've just kind of started putting out my shed content now that yep. I'm getting into shed season again. Moose paddle and, time, yeah, your favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. So that's kind of what my content's going to be geared towards the next few months. And uh, yeah, that's a 
Absolutely. Well, hey, That's it. go give Martin a follow. Check him out. Make sure you go look at September. We're going to hopefully have a video put together on this hunt. You definitely want to do YouTube, I think, is what you yeah, were saying. If, yep. if we can throw it together, I want to put it, it on YouTube. Get something killed. Uh, right now we're looking for a, a solid bull. By Sunday that will go down to a just any branch antlered. Monday it will be spike and, and bigger. By Tuesday it's going to look at anything that starts with an E, uh, ends with a K, so anything elk. Yeah. And, and and it is what it is, and that's that's just that's how the ball is going to bounce. Yeah. Sounds like a game plan to I me. It sounds like a hell of a good plan. So stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of stuff on social media. We're going to try to keep you guys all up to date on the hunt. Ton of snow, ton of cold. It's going to be fun at times. It's going to suck ass at times. I'm not going to lie to you. But regardless, it's going to be a good time. Hell yeah. It's always a good time. So can't thank uh, all the support and uh, the feedback we've had so far in the CC Hunt Files. Man, we've, we've really had fun putting this together for you. Uh, proudly brought to you by Black Ovis. Speaking of gear, if you guys want to do a hunt like this, you want to do any hunt that you need gear for, uh, Martin will attest to this. We both use it, Black Ovis. A hell of a great spot to go get gear, whether it's a trekking pole, whether it's a new puffy, boots, arrows. They got the Arrow ID builder now, which is super slick. I'm going to do a video on that. Um, guys that don't have time to build arrows or just, hey, let's be honest, just don't want to build arrows. Go in the Arrow ID, ping, 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 That's pick cool. your stuff. Within, I think, I think they guarantee five to seven days shipped to your door. I was in there yesterday, did a tour. Dude, the Arrow ID, it's, it is nuts. Like yeah. crazy how they've got that set up. Yeah, and that, literally people are in there that's their job build arrows all day that's cool I was talking to a, a girl yesterday and she told me I forget what month but they built 400 over 400 complete dozens and I forget how many um, like half dozens it was over 400 complete dozens in a month and I forget how many half dozens in one month yeah wow that's wild and not to bash on any archery shop but usually you're a month for one dozen Abs- for one client oh yeah oh. yeah yeah, yeah they, uh, they crank them out. So, yeah, go check out BlackOvis.com. Like I said, we'll be keeping you up to date on what's going on with this hunt. Can't thank you guys enough for the support. You guys know what to do. Um, the infamous hashtag, don't fucking settle. You know that's how I close them out. Hopefully we've got a bull down within – we killing one tonight or we killing tomorrow? Tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow, check back on Saturday. My 6x7, 340-inch bull will be on my back. Devin will have the meat. Um, Martin and Jason, uh, you guys. I'll carry your bow. Carry my Get bow. Get some cool pictures. Yeah, we'll, we'll let Jason just tag along for fun. Yeah, since he lets me stay at his house. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Let's All do right. it. That's it for us. We're out. Can you say the letter C? See and see hunt files.